Uh, Matt, I don't, I don't know what to do. What do you mean you don't know what to I, do? Well, it's the start of the show, but I don't have service. Uh, you do have service. My no, my phone. Oh wait, I do. It's All back right. On. Well, let me tell you about a man that I have met. Hey. They call him Captain or Wizard. Don't forget. C.J. Morgan's his name, and he wanted to start a show. I'm beautiful. So he did. Now you're listening to him on that dang old radio. Man, you corny. Uh, that was kind of the talk today, all over, all day long. I mean, I slept in and didn't pay attention to my phone, so I didn't notice it as much. Uh, but AT&T had a, na- was it nationwide service uh, outage? Yeah, not the entirety of the nation, um, but the blackouts were spread all over the nation. Uh, the biggest- Austin was hit hard. But not nearly as hard. Dallas and Houston were hit much harder. They were the two largest metroplexes, if I could use that word, that had the biggest uh, chunk of outage. Fortunately for me, it didn't really. There's a lot of conspiracy theories and a lot of like, oh man, this is the start of the apocalypse floating around. You remember Jade Helm when yeah. they were closing? <laughs> Do you remember that from like a decade Dude, ago yeah, when they were closing down our Walmarts because they were going to put us all in Walmarts? Yeah, and those Facebooks were literally run by like dudes from uh, Slovakia and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyhow, the point is. I was scared about it for a completely different reason. I couldn't okay. sleep last night, and I'm, you know it's a bad habit, but when you roll around, when you wake up at like 2, 3 in the morning and you can't sleep, we grab our phones and start looking at them. Yeah, we start okay. doing that. Well, I got scared of the big major outage for a completely different reason. I, I Dude, I was really scared because I was up online using the internet, and then suddenly my phone quits working, and I'm like, oh, no. Have I done the? Am I officially an old man now because I've looked too much at a pornographic website and now they've taken over my phone? <laughs> Is that what's happened? And listen, I wasn't. I wasn't being a pervert. All right, I was doing. I was in what I would call the research phase. Research phase. Yeah, because I was looking for. I've been looking for a specific video. Okay. With one of my favorite movie stars, uh, an Australian woman, and I, I just. I couldn't find it. So I was like, oh, I'll do the research now. And then I know where the video is located. And then when I, I want to like watch the movie, I can watch it. Okay, I, well, I won't have to search. What are some of the search terms? Australian actress? No, no. Australian I, actress? Listen, it's nothing like that, okay? Australian snake? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, snake, car, backflip, uh, upside down, dove work, face wash. Okay. <laughs> no, but it was just funny that I was like, I really was just casually looking at right. porn on the internet, and then my phone quits working. You were just like, I'm going to have to explain to my fiance yes, why my phone is because working. also, like, I, you know, I we'll, have to go get a new phone. We'll talk about it later, but I, you know, I'd, I'd shut power off because I was working on my AC unit, which also failed. We'll talk about that coming up. But, uh, you know, so I didn't have the Wi-Fi hooked up, right, so right. I just lost. And it's like, oh no, it's happened. <laughs> oh no! And I was, uh, I was quite scared. Then I realized, like, wait, it's, it's. I didn't click on anything. I didn't do that. Like, there's no, literally, okay. there's one site I go to. It is the site. The, oh, so I'm like, I'm fine. Or am I? And then I woke up this morning. Everything was. I literally, I was like, I can't. I'm gonna go to bed. I have a buddy who recently. Um, Ed Clements? No, it was another guy who he was trying to watch something on his phone and while his uh, fiance was sleeping in the other room, but his volume was all messed up. Oh, dude, I had a roommate that works in this building 
that literally it went on my Bluetooth speakers. Yeah, well, that was the thing is that it was on the connected to the Bluetooth speaker in his bedroom, but he wasn't in his bedroom. He had left his sleeping fiance oh, there. No! He had gone to another room, and he was like, I can kind of hear it, and he keeps turning it up louder and louder, and finally his fiance came out into the living room and was like, this game will make you in five minutes. <laughs> she was like, honey, do you know that you're connected to the speaker in our bedroom? <laughs> oh, my God. It's so embarrassing getting caught. Patio people, get to it. It's National Margarita Day. National Margarita Day. So we invited our friend Frankie from Dulce Vita Tequila to come talk about margaritas and bring us some margarita gift packs. Man, That's right. these look delicious. Yeah. Look at this, Very Frankie. Very tasty. Kind of did it up for you guys. You guys are awesome. You guys deserve the best. So I thought I'd bring you some goodies. Uh, what is that yellow Dulce Vita Tequila? Is that my favorite? That is the pineapple jalapeno. That is the best. I yeah. love that one. Back when my when I bartended, I absolutely loved making margaritas because I worked at a Joe's Crab Shack on a river on a porch. And the reason I liked it is because like we had regulars that would let me experiment. And I would always have a little extra cup. And so by the end of the happy hour <laughs> shift, when we had like $2 margs, I was feeling good and buzzed. But to you, what's what's your... What's your perfect margarita? Like if you're making just if someone wants a classic margarita, what's that? What do you put in that? And then if you want to make like just a special Frankie one, if I want a Dulce Vita margarita that that has your taste on it, what's it going to be? Yeah, it's going to be our Blanco tequila, 100% organic. That means white. 100% blue agave. That's why everyone calls you Blanco. (laughs) Also known as silver or plata. Um, Probably an ounce and a half of that. Uh, some fresh squeezed lime juice. Got to have good lime juice. Uh, fresh, preferably not shelf, bought off the shelf. Um, fresh squeeze is even better. Lime juice is the key because we used that to use, like on the cheap ones, we'd use a lot of sweet sour. and sour. It's not good. Yeah. That, that causes take... heartburn. Yeah. Yeah. It's that not gives good. you that. It also gives you that kind of like Ninja Turtles secret of the ooze color. Um, orange liqueur. Way too green. Yeah. Yeah. Way too green. Orange liqueur, not on hot orange liqueur, uh, which is also a great product. And maybe a dash of agave nectar, shake it up, pour it over fresh ice, and boom. Uh, that's my Vita, classic. We should, if we, when you see it on the shelves, you should know that's a that's an Austin product. It is. You should get excited about it. It's one of the uh, the local brands that's done well, and it's a an incredibly well made tequila. I actually even have some bottles at the house in like collectors, but I have some old like some five year age that you, know, you all well, did. They have cool I have some that were, like I have snakes. a bunch that were aged in. Um, even in um, like old liquor casks yeah, too. Yeah. And I have a bunch of. I mean, I have, I have bottles of Dulce Vita that are. I th- want to say like almost fifteen years old at the, at the house. That's like awesome. Well, right. We use them for sippers when yeah, people yeah, come yeah. over. Yeah. It's not what I'm going to mix into a margarita. Right, I right, don't right. understand that. We were talking about it this morning. I don't understand when some people put really expensive tequilas yeah. in a margarita. Again, back to my bartending days when they would do this. I would make them. They'd be like, "I want a Patron margarita. Make it strong," and I'd make it like it was supposed to. Like, if it's good, you're not going to taste anything. Right, right. And it's not made for expensive liquor. And they'd bitch about it. And the trick, the bartending trick was, is you just pour a shot of the well tequila, which is actually just grain alcohol, right in the straw. Uh-huh. And they're like, this is good. I'm like, yeah, dumbass, is it? They just wanted to taste the alcohol. But there, there is something good about, like, an actual... I don't know. I like using the very expensive, like the aged Dulce Vita and Yeho and Grand Marnier and had this like caramel colored. Mar- oh, so 
So good. So expensive, too. That's why I had to quit drinking. We're here to talk margaritas, and Frankie, give us the history of the margarita. So the history of the margarita is... it is... really named after that dance craze song? <laughs> that would be the, the Macarena. Macarena. Oh. Yes, yes. Okay. But, but close, but close. Um, so the margarita, circa 1930s, don't quote me on this date, um, in Mexico. I also totally put you on the spot. You yeah. did. So you don't did. So I'm doing my best here. Guy goes into a bar, asks for a drink with tequila. And the bartender whips up a tequila cocktail with lime juice, not on hot orange liqueur, which is which is the original orange liqueur of yeah. Mexico. And I think it was ordered by a female, actually, so not a guy. And her name was Daisy. And the Mexican name, Spanish name for Daisy is Margarita. So they named it after oh. her, thus the cocktail Margarita. You know, it's to me... It's not quite the same anymore, but when I was a kid, uh, my dad had lived in Austin. We'd come visit here a lot, and margaritas were synonymous with Austin. For sure. Because even in the 90s, you would think of, as a high schooler in the 90s, 2000s, whatever, I would think about Austin, like, man, people sit on patios there and drink margaritas. margaritas. So it's a perfect day to do that. It is, and the weather actually holds up on this type of day, you know? My wife moved here from the, she's from uh, Milwaukee. And she came down here for a vacation. All they have to drink there is uh, yak milk that's been fermented. Yes. Uh, <laughs> she sat on one patio and was like, hey, you know, the summer, the winter's there. Is, uh, it's, it's 10, 20, 30 below. Right. And she sat on one porch here in the spring and was like, I'm moving here. And that's yeah. how I ended yeah, up uh, meeting her because she was just like, I- I'm into it. Um, I have a, 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 another history question to ask you sure. about the margarita. Uh, if you uh, give her one margarita, what's she going to do? Some will speculate that she'll take her clothes off. Okay. Some will dance. All right. Some will sing, some will cry, but all for good reasons. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Frankie. Congratulations, by the way, to everyone that National Margarita Day has landed on a day where suddenly we have like 83 degree weather. Yeah. It's perfect to sit on the porch and enjoy your It's afternoon. genius. And uh, go check out Dulce Vita Tequila, um, their friend advertiser. We're going to be doing Austin FC watch parties again, Frankie. That's the aim. That's the aim. Uh, yeah. So we're going to we're gonna try to do that at some cool venues where we'll have some Dulce Vita products. Um, I said the, uh, the pineapple... Um, one of my favorite tequilas, but you also have like a grapefruit. Grapefruit. You have, you have flavored ones that are really good. It's all natural juices, too. It's right, not like. Right. We take our Blanco and we infuse it with real fruit. So we got yeah. three of those, the lime, the grapefruit, and the pineapple jalapeno. The pineapple jalapeno I absolutely yeah. love. Uh, and, yeah, check them out. They're a local product. Our friend Frankie uh, works there, brought us some swag. And last but not least, uh, because of tequila or not, how many times have we seen each other nude but where we're in a public situation and one of us is rescuing the other one from <laughs> getting beat Tequila was probably up. involved. Um, it's happened a couple times. A few times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Frankie yeah, and I have yeah. been in the thick of things together. Love uh, you, man. I, I like yeah. how you use the term thick. It's time for Parent Pickup. Picking up the parents and kids alike. It's our dad, Matt Bearden. Yay. Hey, okay. puppy. I'm getting hey, puppy. To, I'm getting ready to describe something that's going to sound a little... Cringy and douche chilly, okay? Douche chilly. But I want you to hear me out and hear why I think we should do it. Okay. Has- There's a TikTok trend going around that my daughter turned me on to. Okay. It is adult couples who are staying in and then, you know, you go to like Michael's or Hobby Lobby or something and get one of those really cheap, those paint boards, you know what I'm talking about? It's like a, it's like canvas stretched on a piece of cardboard kind of. Anyway, they're taking paints and then they paint each other. For like an hour, and then they show each other what their painting looks like. I Dude, think the TikTok we can have so much fun with this. I think the TikTok trend was originally it started because I think kids were making fun of some of these adults doing this and going, "Look out!" But 
I started telling my daughter last night, and I was like, this would actually be really funny for us to do as a family event at some point. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard. I have a teenage daughter. I have a tween-age son and then two adults. And it's hard for us to find anything to do together because we're kind of, you know, my my teenage daughter, she does anything with the family is lame, right? Anything that we want to do is lame. It's not Sephora, and it's not boys, so it's stupid. But she is the one that brought this family. Well, it's also funny. It, that's the thing. Well, is that's it, the thing. Is it, it clicks all the boxes. Y'all can make fun of each other. You can be funny. You're getting messy. You're laughing. Yeah. You're talking. And on top of that, it's cool because it's on the ticky tax. Well, and I feel like it's the kind of thing that a lot of families out there could do. I mean, if you have if there's four of you, three of you, doesn't matter. Somebody you just you sit across. Everybody chooses somebody they're going to paint, and then you don't show what you're painting. For like a half an hour to forty-five minutes. Yeah, uh, I mean, we got to do this. Parents can have on, some cocktails the if show. they need. The, yeah, we could absolutely it's do really it in here. Fun. It is pretty stupid. I'll just show you some of what has already uh, started. Uh, sometimes people paint themselves. Sometimes they paint uh, the person across from them. But I mean, hey, look, it's like Outback Steakhouse. There's no rules uh, with fun. You can just do whatever you want to. But like I said, I try to find things that are. Oriented towards parents yeah. in the pickup line, but yeah, I also yeah. try to include everybody. I think anybody in a relationship, or even look, I know this sounds goofy because like two grown adult male roommates who are in their twenties don't necessarily want to do this. But say you've got those two girls who are renting an apartment down the hall, and you don't want to seem overly anxious, but you also want to see kind of cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of a, it's kind of a nice breaker to dude, say, it's a hey, great, you all should come to it. We're going to do this dumb painting thing, and you never know. You, you could hit it off with somebody. It's a great group activity, and I thought of a, a kind of fun prank to play on your wife. Honestly, I'd want to do it on both of y'all, but I feel like if I tell your your, your young lad, your boy, uh, an idea to do something funny, he's going to be like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't think that's funny. But here's the deal. Y'all do this, but you instruct your son to paint like the family, but then do like red-eyed, like black shadow figure demons around, <laughs> or like really like just just so your wife's like, oh god, what is what does this mean? Do we need like, to see a therapist? Yeah, yeah, that would be kind of funny. Just a, just, a painting of a kid holding a bloody knife. Yeah, yeah. Just, what is this? It's the child that lives inside me. He lives here, mommy. Yeah, uh, I I like this idea. This. Not only sounds fun for the show, but family stuff. And then I think you nailed it for kind of uh, some of the dudes living in the dorm or apartment is like, because, you know, we uh, with Spinny and I will we'll play the Jackbox game night sometimes. Right. And that's pretty fun. But that can, you know, you're on a controller, you're doing this. But I think actually physically having the canvas and paint and doing a drawing or whatever, it just adds that that different element of, of actually physically, I mean, I like painting, so maybe it's just me, but physically like creating and getting messy and doing right. it makes it more fun. I would like to recommend if it's if it, you're meeting a girl for the first time. Ask her to paint you like a French. <laughs> yes. <laughs> paint me like one of your French bulldogs. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, I am so excited about what I'm about to share with you on a little show and tell. I'm, 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 Is it the good word? Oh, Yes, and I got the, found my Gideon's Bible. Okay. Uh, we've got a lot of cool promo stuff in the radio before. I just got a signed drum kit from Cage the Elephant, which we're going to give away to a listener. What? Yeah. Little, I hadn't heard about that. Yeah, it was pretty not drum kit. I'm sorry, just the the flap. Like, you know how they play and they change those out? Yes. A full-ass drum kit would be going yeah. in my garage. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Um, one of the best promo items um, that we – usually the best – things are come from movies because they have a budget to send a bunch of crap to a radio station for us to give away 
And a few of my favorite things over the years, and this thing might be my favorite, and we're going to get to do some pranks with it, but that's coming up. A few of my favorite things, uh, we got it for the Lego movie. We got a ton of Legos here at the radio station. How many do you think we gave away to listeners? Mm, Ten. I don't even know if that, man. I think we divided it up amongst us and took a bunch home. Like, it was rad. (laughs) It was so. All I don't think you're supposed going, to say that out loud. You know, uh, we're, we've passed the statute of limitations. And then for the uh, the Captain America movie, they did a bunch of like shields and Nerf guns. Like everything could shoot. Oh, I remember that because I remember when those were all over the building. And all over, was all over the everybody. office. Yeah. Uh, well, now I have something that might be the best piece of promo gear we've ever had, and it is going to have. We're going to be able to have a lot of fun with this, and it might end my relationship. Are you excited? Okay. You should be. I'll tell you what that is coming up. All right. At CJ Morgan Show. Follow us online because the most important thing about radio is the internet. I mentioned earlier that I have probably the coolest piece of promotional giveaway radio things I've ever had. Ever. Swag. Um, And we've had some cool stuff in the past. For the Lego movie, they gave us a bunch of Legos. Right. For Captain America, they gave us a bunch of Nerf guns. Um, I want to show you something I have that is going to get us in trouble, me in trouble. It might damage my relationship, and we're going to prank Spencer with it. All that and more. It's a fun, exciting activity. I didn't even realize it was in here until I read what it was. Oh, my God. What is this movie? Uh, Drive Away Dolls. I keep seeing promos for Drive Away Dolls, and the promos look really funny. They look really good. It's about two. So here's uh, what I know. It has Margot Qualley. Um, she and a friend are, like, taking a road trip to Tennessee. And I don't know who crazy. either the actresses are. I probably should. She I, was I've in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Never seen it? So I'm, I'm telling you right now, you're going to try to tell me, oh, you know these people. I'm telling you, I don't know who they are. I've just watched the promo over and over again. Now, what I have noticed- It has a little Miss Sunshine vibe to it, but a little grittier, maybe? Not grittier. Now, um, I've noticed in the promos that there's a giant uh, adult toy. Is that what's going to be inside that box? Matt? Did I just nail it? You didn't nail it. You got close. It is <sighs> better than a giant adult toy. Let's open the promo swag. A uh, cute little shirt for driveway dolls. Okay. We've got, uh, I guess there's a dog featured in the movie, a little little dog ceramic magnet. Okay. Um, we've got keychains. We've got shot glasses. We've got all the stickers, all the stuff you would find. Oh, look at that. A little uh, thing to hang in your car. A little, Love little, is a sleigh ride to hell. A uh, little sl- scent tea, okay. whatever they're called. Uh, Matt, <coughs> you're right in the movie in the promos. There is a uh, giant sex toy right. sort of thing. Matt, I, this is not. We're going to use this to prank Spencer and to make a fun video with my fiance that she's not going to know about. Matt, this is big old floppy dong, right? Right. But it's not. This is a make your own vibrating silica replica of any penis toy. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you think I want to do with this? You want to make a replica of Spencer's dong? Yes. And that way, when he's not here, I'll always feel like he is. No, I think you're going to make it with yours and then set out in front of him. And last but not least, I mentioned my fiance. I want to give it to her as a gift. Okay. But I want to wrap it really nice and really sweet, and I want to videotape it. But also, I feel like I kind of want to make it a weird-looking dong. Or should I just do my regular dong, or would that make Spencer feel uncomfortable? Uh, I think you should just do your regular dong with, with. I think you should tape uh, a mini fig like it's writing it. 
so that when you <laughs> make this and it comes out, it's got a little Lego on it's top. It's got a Lego like mini a fig. sandworm. Exactly. I'm gonna get a dune. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna do it. But isn't this the greatest promo thing you've ever seen? A make your own. This is the first sign to me. Toy? This is the first sign to me that COVID is over. Because the Hollywood stopped sending all these very expensive promos to us yeah. in oh, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. It's been four years now. And if there's, because that right there, what I'm looking at is around a $100 package. If they're sending a $100 package to every radio station, we know that the money is back. We're back, baby. We're, We're back. back. Radio's back. Now, if I could only get the Dune movie to send me that Lego orthopter thing. Floppy Dong Hotline, how can I help you? Yeah, y'all already did this on the morning show, man, back in the day. Yeah, Dale did it on that morning show 30 years ago. Yeah, y'all already did this, man. Come on, man, come up with something new. Dude. This is Drunk Mark, Mark, by the way. Why can't I also have my own floppy dong memorialized forever? Well, how big is your floppy dong as a deal, dude? We're about to find out. Either I'm going to use a lot or, you know, if we all get to use some of the material, not that big. And did you see how through the floppy dong dude thing in there? Will it be different from old school radio if instead of doing this, I make it into new a bong? School. No, y'all, oh, y'all new school, bro. I listen to y'all every day, man. I, I listen to y'all all day. FM 93.7 all day long, every day. But yeah, this is 101X though. Yeah, I know, but I listen to the station. That, oh, you listen to our company. But here's the deal: what if I make it into a big old floppy bong, like I do the the oh, dong, oh, but I I oh. hollow it out so you can smoke weed out of it? Oh, dude, go for it, bro! Thank you. All right, take care. Go for it, bro, that's man, you just nailed that one. Awesome, the guys. You nailed it. Appreciate it. Thank you, Drunk Mark, ladies and gentlemen, calling whatever radio station he thought he was listening to. Drunk Mark, sign it out. How much are you willing to pay someone just to do something for you? We've talked about me rebuilding a fence. We've talked about how my friends have someone actually come and mow their yard. But, dude, I get it, Matt. I I once paid someone to fold all my laundry. <laughs> That's... When? A long time ago. Like just a roommate? Like, hey, will you fold this no, for me? No, no. There was there was a little, like, lady going door to door offering, like, maid stuff. <laughs> and I had an F ton of, like, dude, I had piles of all my clothes that I'd washed. But I just got too, you know, when you get depressed and you're young. And she mentioned, like, I also do clothes folding and stuff. And okay. I paid her. It wasn't much. It was, like, 20, 30 bucks. I don't remember. And then, you know, you tip, like, 10 uh, dude, did you? I've never had clothes folded and hung that it felt like I was working at an old Navy or I was at it. Everything was so perfect and it's ruined it for me because my clothes will never be that good again. <laughs> um, but there's something that's come up recently, specifically last night after all this DIY talk, I'm like, oh man, our thermostat is old. I want a new one. I want one I can control with my phone. Easy, right? Sure. It's a it's four wires of matching colors that you screw in. God damn it, Matt. It is not easy. I spent hours last night um, doing this, trying not to get frustrated, uh, having to turn, having to constantly walk back downstairs right. to turn the breaker back on now because the goddamn thing wouldn't work. I had to. Cut into my wall because the 
here's the other thing is I thought I thought things were kind of messed up and not working properly. Right. And I was like, oh, it's because the wire. The, there are two wires that one of them broke that I need to, that I can't get to. So I had to cut into the wall, pull out the the thing holding the wire in, strip them, get it all that, go down. Still didn't work. Are you explaining this because? Because you think you should hire somebody? Are you going to want me to do this for you for free? Will, one, will you do it for me for free? Uh, but then, like last night, when I finally was like, I'm done, I'm done, and I hooked up the old AC, uh, you know, and it clicks back on, and then my girlfriend's like, you did it! It worked! And I'm like, <laughs> oh, you bitch. You bitch. Because she's also like, occasionally, she knows, like, to chill because we, we have right. a, like... I'm not going to lose my temper, and she's not going to, like, stand behind me um, while I'm doing it. But occasionally she'd be like, well, you know, the C-wire, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So she's clearly, like, looking it up the whole time. Right. But, yeah, will you fix it for me? Yeah, I was just going to let you know. You have an older house, and you're probably your original system's in there, which you're going to have older wiring, which means you are going to be missing one of the wires you I need. do have a C-wire, though. So this, the older system, it said if there's a blue wire back hanging out in there, that's your C-wire. So I pulled out the blue wire and used that. Still didn't work. So you're saying that's not the C-wire, which, good news, I bought a C-wire adapter. Bad news, you put that on the unit itself. And when you, I took apart— did, did it have a little thing around it? No, it was just a loose wire hanging yeah, in the wall. Because you're going to probably want a C-ring, too. Oh, to keep it straight? Yeah. But really, what's the problem? Oh, also, I forgot to tell you that— I don't know what the problem is. The other thing is is that you're, you're relying on colors of wires. It's Austin. Nobody had any building codes back in the day, and they just grabbed wire off of a Radio Shack stereo and used it for your AC. Well, true, but here's how I'm a little more less CJ than I used to be, is I took a picture of where the wires were before on the old unit, so I knew that the yellow wasn't Y, the G wasn't— you know what I mean? Like, the colors did match, but I— t- uh, you're right. A lot of times they don't match. Like the color doesn't mean you, where call what the letter means. Call a professional, dude. Do I need to? Do I call really, a professional for this? Call a professional. How hard can HVAC call, work be? It it seems like it's already taken you. It's invested. You've had two hours, and you you ruined a little bit of your relationship. And I've put a pretty big hole in the wall, having to like cut. Call a professional now. Okay, last thing. Call a professional. I would like to tell call you this. Call a professional. This is the last most frustrating part because I'd given up I'd cleaned my mess I'd given up I put the old AC unit on I go downstairs I flip the breaker AC's not working it's not humming and I'm like oh god damn it what did I and then I'm like oh I switched it up here too when I was messing with this so I switched the switch it starts working and then my little brain goes dude were you messing with this the entire time and you had not just the downstairs breaker <laughs> off, but when you would turn that on, you, you had, had the, the upstairs breaker <laughs> off too. <laughs> Call a professional. How much? That's gonna be like a thousand bucks, and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, dude, it's you just had to bucks. switch." It's eighty bucks to have someone come out and put one of those in, dude. All right, you ready to go on air? Let me turn your mic on, Colton, and uh, <clears throat> here we go. Are you getting downing with the sickness? Uh, load the revolver, chug your Colt 45, because funny man is not going downtown. He's heading up, up, up. It's Colton Downing. Hey, welcome to the show. How are you today? <laughs> What's going on? I'm oh, good. man. What do you think about the crisis in the Levant? Uh, you have Hamas holding the hostages. You have uh, Israel attacking. Uh-huh. Like, right. what is what is funny about that? <laughs> it's, uh, I'm just well, kidding, dude. That's, <laughs> well, I was like, hey, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll find something. That's <laughs> it. it took me, like, 15 seconds, and I was like, what the f- 
And I was like, oh, you're just being an asshole. A little okay. yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyhow, welcome to the show. Did you Thank think you. that was my real radio voice? I was, was... hoping so. Okay. <laughs> I was really hoping so. Okay. Yeah, but I don't talk about Gaza. I actually Please don't. don't. I, won't, no. I, I don't even call I, it Gaza. Hey. I call it Lady Gaza. Uh, that's it. You know? Okay. <laughs> Other than that, uh, hey, man, you're doing a show. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be at Creek in the Cave. Uh, Friday, two shows then, and even a show tonight, but you said not to tell anyone about it. Because it's sold out. But it's a secret show. So, like, if you right. can, here's the deal. If you can get people to form a line tonight, uh-huh. even if it's just friends that you're like, hey, just stand out here. Right. Then Friday, both shows, they're going to be packed because they're like, damn, there's a line on Thursday. I have no marketing skills, but I feel like you're pitching me uh, Studio 51, isn't yeah, it? I think yeah, that's what pretty much. Yeah, you got to yeah. have a door guy. But and, I've heard of it. And clearly, you have no marketing skills because you're coming to radio to, <laughs> to talk about your show. I hear, I hear you guys have a lot of people. I don't know. Well, there's four of us in the studio, so that's great. great. Four. Dean Stanfield's my new roommate, and he was no great way. about you guys. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. been doing radio with us uh, a lot over at Matt's uh, other show. Yeah, how are you handling uh, living with Dean? Dean is a, a wild uh, boar. Okay, <laughs> yeah, well, I was a nice guy, but boy, he has like memory. I thought it was now, ADHD. you mean boar as in B O A R or B O R E? No, it's never boring. Never, <laughs> it's never boring. Which for is sure. funny because your demeanor, you're you walk in, and you're just kind of nice, you're chill. That's me. You're, you're, uh-huh. You seem to have like a fun because I've watched some of your stand up and stuff. You have like a sly, fun, gentle, sarcastic sense of humor, and Dean's. Dean looks like he shoots hogs out of a helicopter with an AK-47. Yeah, yeah. and that's his his stand-up is very much like, and then we went alligator hunting. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't really have that. But we don't care about him. We care about you. That's, that's right. Colton True. Downing. Oh, thank you, you so much. What is your stand-up like outside uh, of talking about the Ukraine and uh, Gaza, which you're a big proponent on both? But, both proponent but, but of, we'll, of hey, we talking have to, about We have it. to get that's your, it. yeah, <laughs> we'll get those opinions on stage. Don't spoil for it. For sure, for sure. Mine, uh, I, it's a whirlwind, you know. I, I don't, I'm not a, a straight shooter. Uh, and, and I like to hand you a, a joke instead of telling you how to feel. You know, some people are like, and that's why we can't even talk anymore. And I don't know why that's a that's a that's They're a, gonna a style. cancel us. Yeah, I feel like, like some people are like, and that's why dads are the best. Like, it, I, this is my dad, is how I present it. Yeah, yeah. And you don't have to you don't have to sum like? it up exactly. for everyone at the end. That's man, that goes back to like some TV writing in the '80s kind of comedy. And you're doing it at a uh, Creek in the Cave again. Two shows on Friday night. Where? You know, before I forget to ask this, because I always do this, I'm really terrible at interviewing, which is why I do the <laughs> fake voice up top. That's uh-huh. usually how I do interview Just everyone. Just to prep me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, where do we find you online? Where do we get tickets? Uh, you can find me on all the things like Colin Dowling and uh, creakandcave.com. Man, and I did tickets. my whole intro with Colton Downing. I saw that. <laughs> I heard it, and I didn't correct you. I'm a bit of a polite woman in that way. Well, I appreciate it, but also, you know, that's the character I was doing at the first. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is the, the character that mispronounces the name of the guest? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you nailed that character well, today. <laughs> you, wow, you. you really had me believing that you had just effed up, but <laughs> wow, it just See? was acting. Acting! <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a good idea. Well, yeah. It's a pretty textured There's character. There's not enough dowling there. puns. Okay, there's plenty mm. of down puns. Uh, do we have time for a second segment? Uh, we absolutely do, because I have totally just goofed around this first one. That's right. Uh, when we come back with Colton, I want to delve in a little bit, because a lot of people out there may not know, but there's this big, huge new movement of stand-up in Austin, and whether they know it or not, you're 
pretty important to that whole thing happening. I thought you were going to say, you're the problem. No, 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 you're that guy. No, quite the opposite, actually, and I think it'll be fun to, to delve into. Cool. Uh, funny man, Colton Dowling, uh, no, not no, like the Ron. No, not, not like we did before. <laughs> not like if we, okay. remember, okay. He, you, you've already, uh, you've already broken the ice. Uh, Colton, you're doing uh, Creek in the Cave. Um, <laughs> well, this felt too low. Uh, two shows, yeah, now I'm just sad about it. Now it's Don't like, be sad. Um, Colton is uh, going to be appearing at Creek in the Cave. No, that's gay. I'm not done with my my impression yet. Um, Friday, two shows. Uh, i got to get closer to my... Okay, you done? Uh, yeah, ASMR actually gives me anxiety, so if we could stop okay, that. Yeah, please. Thank you. <laughs> uh, That's yeah. a weird thing to give you anxiety is ASMR. Yeah. Is, don't pe- most people like it, that to calm them? Yeah. Are you ADHD where everything yeah. is opposite that it's supposed to be? Like you take you take caffeine and you slow down, mm-hmm. and you take Adderall and you slow down. Yeah. And, Unless you and snort I, it. And I date toxic men, but I love them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's just that's just called Austin. That's not ADHD. That, I thought that was ADHD. No, that's called Austin. That is just what everyone's doing. Yeah. Uh, is, I want to ask you about Creek in the Cave because okay. uh, uh, COVID happens. Everything's shutting down. The world is stopping. And a really well-known club uh, in most people consider it to be, even though it technically wasn't in New York and Manhattan proper. It's it one Long of the Island, big well-known ones. There's a place called Creek in the Cave, which is known as one of the best experimental clubs in the whole country. And mm-hmm. it starts shuttering. And then the next thing I know, you are pretty instrumental in helping Rebecca relocate to Austin and create uh, really kind of like, I guess maybe it's like a third wave of Austin comedy. How, yeah, how, does, yeah. how does that happen? What's the second wave? I mean, uh, I don't, I'm just trying to. Well, kinda... there was a big wave in the, the late '80s and early '90s, okay. right? And then that kind of ended. And then there was, I feel like, there was a second wave that was a lot of like people getting Comedy Centrals and stuff like that, but not really being able to make a living here. Mm-hmm. Now people post COVID, there's like, like a there lot can, of there's a ton of stuff happening. Here, yeah, there, this this is the first time I've been in Austin where most of the comics can just do comedy as mm-hmm. their first job, which I think is right. so cool. Yeah, and it makes comedy better if they don't have to waste time doing other things other than thinking funny stuff so i really like it and, and creek is one of those places where it's like you can really do anything uh well i can't because i own it and, <laughs> and so like oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> just making one of those shows you should is... ban yourself from your own club just to like like you're only there doing admin work uh-huh. but just to you know how we, we were talking earlier about <laughs> making the fake line outside uh-huh. just be like colton is banned from creek in the cave Come see his raunchy act yeah. at whatever coffee shop's doing an open mic. The okay. gayest comic to get canceled He's since so Milo Giannopoulos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's who I want to be, but I, I like sure, I like sure. ideas. And All thank right. you for pitching that. Now, with Creek in the Cave and the addition of the Mothership, and you already have the Velve and a lot of other clubs. To me, the competition actually makes the scene better because I feel like there was a lot of what I call BYOB open mic clubs that were just bad, bad comedy. And a lot of people got the impression that that's what stand up and comedy in Austin was. Yeah. Was that a question? What the hell? I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't. I guess I was, I was like, Is my, it better first, door instinct, voice? my <laughs> first instinct was a fact check you. And I, I guess like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it's when you're playing in a way that's constructive, you'll end up with a better product. And I don't know if if really anybody had the space or like validation. There's no like, there wasn't a lot of like mentorship before. In to me at least, that's probably not true. 
at all. Now I'm just like not even looking at you. Why? What if Matt just, just has a tear and start so... rolling down his cheek? No, I don't think that the scene was big, and I don't think it was big enough to handle everyone that was in it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And right. now I think there's a lot more. I mean, my dream was always to see a scene built here, um, but it was small and tiny, and it was one uh, iceberg. Now it's be- it's beginning to calve like a glacier and create all these other spaces. And, like and I think people can find their own space to find their own voice. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, Rebecca, we keep talking about Rebecca, who's Rebecca, Rebecca, who started Creek in the Cave, but she's kind of famous, and she's just said, look, I give people the permission to fail. That's what I do. And it's a genius way to run a place where artists are, to just say, look, I'm not telling you what to do or how to do it. You can screw up. You'll learn pretty quickly that, oh, that screw up is not really working for my career, and, yeah. and you'll, you'll change a direction. I want to say another good thing about, um, especially when Creek in the Cave started here, is Matt, you've brought this up, but I've heard you talk about it, but the press in Austin, our so-called cool media, was always too cool for comedy. It's the same yeah. as like when Spoon got popular, mm-hmm. or you know, uh, any any band suddenly Austin turns on them, and Austin's never really realized how lucky it is to have such a good stand-up scene, and I feel like that has just started to change, and we're seeing and hearing it more. But let's get to the brass tacks, most importantly. Um, and you might have to ask Rebecca about this. Uh, do you think this creek in the cave is better than New York because you're actually right by a creek and, and a cave, cave system? Well, the, it, the last one was named after that because the exact same thing, except the last cave system was uh, a railroad. Fact-checking again. Look at that. Always <laughs> yeah, on yeah, top yeah. of it. See, this, the you old can't... creek had a like a, a wall that they filled in that on the other side of that was uh, one of the railroad ch- channels. Did not. So when you get up on stage uh, tomorrow, Friday, two shows at Creek in the Cave, uh, Colton Dowling, will you be like, yeah, so they tried to cancel me, but yesterday I was doing media, and I just had to keep telling them media guys they were wrong. And you guys are the liberal media. Yeah, yeah, we get checks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> cool, man. Uh, last, uh, again, where do we find you, and where do we uh, get tickets to see your show? Two um, shows Friday, Creek in the Cave. That's right, Colton Dowling and all the things, and um, uh, creekincave.com. Cool, thanks for hanging with us, and uh, please come back again in the future. We'd love to talk more about uh, um, whatever dumbass crap I've been saying. <laughs> you did write and down do- a lot, and I'm wondering what those words say. Oh, they say <laughs> four pairs of tickosies to Vampire Weekend at the Mahdi Amphitheater, which is missed. But this is these are for giveaways I have later today. Uh-huh. Um, my, do you want to see my comedy note? It says Creek in the Cave System. <laughs> that's that's the one. <laughs> that's the one thing I thought to. That's the one joke I thought to do in this interview. I, this is why I'm a radio hack and not on stage, <laughs> okay. which you will be. Two shows Friday, one show sold out tonight, Thursday, at Creek in the Cave, Colton Daly. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Is it weird or is it wired or is it Matt? It's all three. Uh, The big talk today started early in the morning, and it was the water cooler conversation, certainly around this building, but apparently AT&T... um, lost a connection for a considerable number of their subscribers and uh, not just to the ability to phone call one another. I mean, actually, who it uses the phone? It said SOS. It was only playing the Rihanna song. Uh, for some people, it said SOS. For some people, they just had no bars whatsoever. And for a lot of people, they weren't able to contact. Nobody could contact them unless they were on Wi-Fi. I- and as you heard in the intro, I was up at 4 in the morning so that's when it actually started. And I was like, what? Yeah, well, ultimately, it was not the most horrendous thing that's ever happened to anyone. But it got me thinking. It wasn't the Russians. It got me thinking, well, it, what is going to happen when this 
when something actually goes down, goes and we down, don't have landlines, or I, it was bizarre to me to see how. I mean, I saw people absolutely panicked in this building. They were like, "You don't understand. I don't have. I don't have phone connection." I'm like, "Yeah, but you have a computer. You have Wi-Fi." It, they, I'm realizing how addicted we are to our phones. That people, yeah, it's bad. People thought, "Oh my God, what if I can't?" What if I don't have data when I leave this building? It also it makes me think that a lot of people out there have never been like a CJ here and thrown broke or not been able to pay his phone bill. Right. And are completely just like, hey, message me on Facebook. Uh, I've gone through several phases. I mean, when I was in college, I had a piece of paper folded up in my wallet that had all the numbers in it I needed. So I could call in between having phones, and right. I've you've you've witnessed me breaking an iPhone. Right, I've had so many broken phones to where I'm like, yeah, I don't need it. It's not a big deal, and it's it's really not. But it is weird because even last night, and again, you can go back and listen to the podcast and understand why I was kind of paranoid in the in the intro of the show. I was explaining why I was so paranoid when this happened. Right, but it's to me, it's like, what, is this really the big deal? Why is this trending? I, Why is this the number one thing on social media? I mean, when I woke up in the morning, the news was very early, and we were seeing these very quickly growing amount of reports all around the country of cell phone outages. outages. And I thought, oh, we, this could be finally one of those big attacks coming from one. I mean, we do have enemies sure. around the world who employ lots and lots of hackers. Or and I even thought maybe somebody got in the system. Solar flare activity that's happened. I mean, there's a lot that can knock it out. And I will say, what a lot, what really good apocalyptic or horror movies do is they always hold your hand and walk you into the event there you know it starts with new stuff like phone right. services out for the second day straight and it's slow, like those are the ones that because that scares me because those feel more real than you wake up and everything's in the mist and your family's gone it they it feels like well, oh crap this is how it could happen and this is exactly how it could happen it, uh by two o'clock or so today they had they said hey we've pretty much restored uh, service to everybody, and and those of you who have already built the conspiracy theories in your head, hey, you need to settle down. We got your phone working again. Yeah, uh, chill out. Also, why were you so like? I thought the three G, five G was giving you COVID, and now you're mad that you can't use your phone. Which is it? Pick that, a lane, buddy. I really did feel like that was a victory for some people in the building because anyone who had a phone that was like an old iPhone six or whatever, yeah. they still had service. Like the old phones were still just chugging along. It was all the new fancy ones that went kaput. You know, dude, we need to run to Walmart and get us a couple cricket clamshells right now. I need a jitterbug so I can see the buttons. Yeah, absolutely.